On this week's episode, Amber and I talk about should we sacrifice people for the greater good or not? And then we go through a whole list of mood swings. It's kind of awesome. Check it out. Hey everybody, welcome to the Dates and Yak Show. I'm Chris Dayton. That makes me Amber Yaklin. <laughs> and we're going to be coming to you live from a different location today. Whoop, whoop. In fact, we're in a little uh, booth thing. We're in a really cool little office area here in Northville today. Yeah. Downtown Northville. Back to the hood. Our old stomping grounds. Stomping grounds. Yeah. Do you miss it? Uh, no, you know I don't. I like being mobile. That's I'm more tough. mobile. It's tough. I've always, I've always been like... You, when I got into real estate three years ago, it was just like all I needed was a laptop and a kitchen table and my, you know, kids running around. So co- going into an office was never my bag. Okay, so I'm gonna put this disclaimer on right now before we get going in this. Yeah. You and I are both in a mood. We're both in bad moods today. I would say a bad mood. Okay, I'm gonna call mine a bad mood. Well, I'm just in a mood. What kind of mood would you describe it as? Is it be like an adjective? That that is an adjective. What a mood? Yeah. I mean, okay. I don't know. Is that an adjective? No, no an adjective a... is a describing word. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Here we go. See, so like we're both in moods. I don't know what my mood is either, but it's it's definitely like it's not good. Here's my mood. I know exactly what mood I'm in, and I'm on the hunt because I'm genuinely a, a loving, caring person. I'm a builder of people, but every now and then I need to go get somebody. I need to drag him by the hair right up to the altar, and I need to sacrifice him to the gods of my anger. Jesus. Uh, that's a little intense. It's all for his glory. No. Oh, my gosh. You guys, no. this show is starting out a little raw right now. <laughs> I'm just saying, I might find somebody, and it gets all channeled. But how many times do we do that? Because let's just address that. Yeah. That is not right. So what we were It's not fair. So what we were just talking about before we started the show, too, which is not what we were going to our show be about but we were talking about the mindset and mind shift because you and I are both normally much more like we want to inspire and uplift and help and we generally care about other people well we have a reputation for that I mean that's what we're known for a group of realtors across the board is genuinely an optimistic we help people get to the places that they want to go in the time frame that they want to be there but I mean even like work through those even like as individuals like on our own like you know, Facebook pages and social media and friendships and personal relationships were known as people who uplift and are happy, genuinely, like a genuinely happy disposition or at least inspiring disposition. And the last couple of days have just really weighed on me. And my mood is like irritable mood. That's how I would describe it. It's not like bad mood. I'm just, I'm easily irritated. And a lot of it has to do with like, I'm not um, physically feeling a hundred percent. Or like mentally feeling 100%, like something is going on with me, like where I need to go like see the doctor and see what's going on kind of thing. And now it's like manifesting in my everyday, like don't cut me off on the freeway, don't talk to me, like don't mess up my eyeglass prescription. These are just like a few things that might happen uh, or might have happened in the last couple of days. Like don't ask me a hundred times if you can go jump on the trampoline because I already said no. You know, don't ask me to make you eggs if I haven't eaten breakfast yet. Like, my kids eat, like, three meals before I get to eat one meal, and I finally have had enough of it. I'm just like, how did I get to this life? One day at a time. One day at a time, guys. So, I mean, for real. I want to know, like, how many people struggle with this. That, you know, and this is where I think social media amplifies these situations where um, every now and then 
you know, like you put a post out there like saying, hey, I'm not feeling that great. And there's a lot of quality feedback in that post. But I would argue that if you actually did a study of what everybody posts, that most of it's like, hey, this is the greatest day of my life. This is awesome. I'm doing great. And here's why I think that happens. Because as you know, and you tell people like, oh, I'm the queen of video. I'm always doing like social media videos. But you've seen a huge like, like, like backtrack of that. Like I haven't been posting a whole lot. I think it's really hard to get the motivation to do the things that we want to do or, or need to do when you're feeling that way. So it's a lot harder for me to go on and make a video post um, when I'm in the mood like I am today because my negative self-talk starts spiraling. Like nobody wants to hear what you have to say. Nobody cares that you're in a bad mood. Negativity breeds negativity. And there's kind of like walking that line too. Like there are people on social media that all they talk about is how much your life sucks, how much debt they're in, how they hate the man, they hate the government, they hate the world, they hate the president, they hate their shoe size, they hate their weight. Like, and you can, those people drive you crazy too. So it's like the spectrum of like the super happy highlight real people and the super negative, the world's against me, I'm never going to make it people. Darla. Darla. I, I call those people Darlas. And I'm somewhere in between right now where I'm just in like... <laughs> that's because I knew a negative Darla once and that's like everybody became negative Darla. And like, easy Darla, just shut up. Nobody wants to hear your nonsense. I just... I'm just a very self-aware person who knows that like this is just a phase that I'm going through. I don't know how long it's going to last. But what, what, what I think we don't see in people who are just like in a bad mood is... We often think that they're just someone who looks cranky, but I still have a smile on my face this morning. I did my hair real nice. I came to this meeting that we had this morning. I still have a listing consultation tonight. I have to meet with my clients. I'm trying to sell this other house. Like there's still every day I raise my children. I feed them. You know, there's still everyday responsibilities. You feed your kids. I, I feed my kids. Um, everyday responsibilities that I have to go do with a smile on my face. So people probably don't even know that I've been feeling like crap for three months. Three months? Yeah. I thought it was three days. No, it's been highlighted in the last three days. Oh, okay. But this is months and months and months that this has been building up. Well, I think you're amazing. Well, thanks. That's a good start. That helps me get into a better mood. And <laughs> action. <laughs> and see. <laughs> see. Thank you for coming today. <laughs> but it, it kind of draws a parallel to something we were discussing the other day, which is the business that we're in is a life circumstance business. Yeah, like, I love that. We're not, like, we call it real estate. We, you know, there's so many funny shows that, like, depict what real estate is and kind of poke fun at it. And we love, like, what's that one that you just told me about that I got into on Netflix? Oh, the Santa Clarita Diet? Yeah. So, so good. <laughs> I had no interest in seeing it. And you're like, oh, the realtors, you should, like, watch it. I'm like, fine. And like parts of it, I'm still kind of getting into it. So the jury's out on what, how I feel about it. But it's funny to watch how they depict like our business on TV. And there's a lot that, you know, like that Phil guy from Modern Family is so funny. Oh, so good. It's so good. But in in the real world, that's just not how, like, it's not like HGTV. People change their minds about moving. What seems like very abruptly, but these are conversations that they are having in their homes and then all of a sudden this, you know, we're going to see 10 houses and then now we're not moving for two years. And the real important part of that is how you handle that with your clients and understanding that every single transaction that we do literally has zero to do with us. Right. Nothing. Not one thing to do with us. 
it is all about them and what they need to accomplish and what they need to yeah, do. Yeah, the agents who are short-lived for this business are the ones who focus on their own transactions. And it's easy to do so because when you start in real estate, you're hungry and you're hemorrhaging money and you're you're like bleeding to death. Yeah, you're like, please take this deal. Please take this deal. Right. Oh my God, I got to sell this house. Yep. And it becomes very you-focused. It's tough. Well, that's that's the danger is you can lose fiduciary responsibility real quick because you you know if you want to lose your license, go ahead and start making it about you. That that would be that's, like a, that's that, a recipe for disaster. I mean, think too about like your reputation, um, how well you're servicing your clients. It's so hard if you start internally focusing. It's going to be real slippery slope to not having anybody else call you for business. You know, we were in this meeting this morning kind of doing some masterminding and talking about EXP as a brokerage and the parallels and differences to other brokerages. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we were talking about is like, uh, our question that came up was like, okay, when you're on a listing appointment, how do you explain, you know, what EXP is? Have people even heard of it? And I think people are shocked to find out that they don't really care what brokerage you're with. They care about, they have a relationship with you as an individual and whether or not you're good at your job. Like nobody even cares that I'm with, no offense that I'm with the dating group. <laughs> Although it brings what? a lot of value. <laughs> I mean, well, I'm I, having a bad day and you're gonna pile <laughs> on with that? Oh. Like I know the value that it brings our clients and I can articulate that, but that's not what's getting them to first call me or get me through the door, right? <laughs> Why does she just tell me I'm not important? I mean. I don't do anything. <laughs> you do everything. But you know what I'm saying? People call you because you're Chris. They call me because I'm Amber. They know us. They have heard that we do a good job. They, it's always in the individual first, mm-hmm. and then it branches out from there, which is why it's so hard. And it's not just our profession. It's I think I would argue it's a ton of professions like that where you have to constantly just stuff down what's personally happening to you. And then so that who gets the brunt of it when it explodes? The people who are closest to us, right. who live with us. Mm-hmm who might say one thing and they think they're being innocent in the way they phrase it. The next thing you know, I'm like, you know, sacrificing them at the altar and hanging their head above the bed. <laughs> Dismemberment. And show all the rest of you people do not come here. You will don't, not like what you have. Don't come for me today. That's one of my favorite I parts mean, of my people, people are always dogging social media. Thank God for social media. Like today, you're like, oh, I didn't take my blood pressure medication. I'm in a pissed off mood. Don't come for me. Thank you for that warning. You didn't have to wear it on a shirt. I read it. I knew what I was getting myself into today. <laughs> I did say approach at your own risk. Fine. By goodness, you are a very, very brave woman. I am brave. Yeah. Well, you're on the inner circle. Yeah, it's all well. good. <laughs> it's all good. You know, like the disciples and stuff. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> like, like the big three, not like the other so, 12, you know. It's funny. Actually, one of my favorite movies of all time is Braveheart. Oh, that's a good one. Have you seen it? Yes. Yeah. And it, it's actually a love story. Okay. It is. It's about freedom. But it's also, you know, he gets into this whole battle because they killed his wife. Yeah. And, I mean, it's it's amazing when somebody does something, the tr- one triggering event can lead to an entire revolution. And that's essentially what it was. They killed this woman. And... <laughs> That was it. We have so an uprising. Like you're on a revel. Are you on an uprise now? That's you it. Are you America, uprising? you're on notice. Oh jeez. I oh, know. I'm never running for politics. Don't worry. This, <laughs> this world's not ready for people like me. Uh, the podcast will be my platform of, you know, choice for influence. If you want to follow uh, normal 
logical thinking, learn how to prioritize, then keep tuning in. If you want to be an crackhead, you know, whatever, go watch CNN and Fox News and all oh, the rest of them. here we go. Gosh, you really do need to take that blood medicine. Well, no, Did people you eat today? You know no, I haven't. Oh, I've had coffee. Okay. But, you know, here's the thing. I actually, How many you know cups? What? Three. <laughs> I'm going to be amped up. Anyway, it's important because people just need to talk to them. So, you know, stop being led. That's the problem. People don't think for themselves anymore. I think that's my number one annoyance. Well, they're so influenced by other people. Okay, but we have an entire generation of people who make a job being called so, quote unquote, influencers. There's an entire blogging influencer Instagram world. Why are we so influenced? Why do we want to be influenced is the right question. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. We want to be influenced and we are. I mean, we always have been. There's always been like advertisements and, you know, you know, before it was Instagram, it was the Sears Roebuck catalog. Like we want, <laughs> I'm, I'm going back a ways, but we, we are more, the way we consume things is just a lot different. Like now, instead of just jumping on a website to buy clothes, I jump to buy clothes because I saw a specific outfit on a specific girl that I follow on a social media site that I like her style. I like her personality. So it's like, once again, going right back to, we build relationships with people, even if they don't know we're building a relationship with them. Like I saw this funny meme and it was like, Oh my gosh, I've got like five social media, best friends. They don't even know that we're best friends. It's the truth. We start to like people. We love what they have to say. We follow them and they influence us. How we dress, how we talk, how we think. You're an influencer. You know that. You've influenced how I how I think. You've changed my thought process from like the last three years. Okay. Oh. Point point made. I mean, I was really good at debate growing up, and in tenth grade, we had a debate in our class for English, and I killed it. Did you? I did. I didn't even read the book. I'm just like really good at debating. I feel like I'm good at public speaking and making people laugh. This is going to take like a total left turn, so I'm not sure how this like whole cohesiveness of this show is going to go today, but I feel like we have so many gifts and talents that we either are unaware of or that we like stuff down to be like more like other people or that we just pass off as like not being important. Like I'm really good at public speaking too, and I'm not afraid to get up in front of a crowd of people. And yeah. a lot of people are. They're terrified. It's like the second most terrifying thing in the world. Like, I sing in front of people. And I'm not even like one. I always say, like, I'm definitely not one of the best singers you've ever heard. Oh, come on. But, like, I don't mind getting up in front of a crowd of people and singing. I used to be a karaoke host when I was younger. Those I've, are fun times. I've seen your karaoke days. You're pretty good. <laughs> Those are fun times. And if you pay me a lot of money, uh, I've got video to prove it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Always love the journey. Journey is a classic karaoke song. Hey, lights. I sing worship at our church. So like once a month, I get up on stage on a Sunday morning. You know, karaoke is different. You get a little liquid courage. A good song comes on. They normally can like, you know, fine tune your voice. Right. <laughs> yeah, give me some Garth Brooks. You know, singing at 8 a.m. on a Sunday is a little bit different. Yeah, people are paying attention then. Yeah. And they're like, well, you know, at least it's a joyful noise to the Lord. Yeah. Okay, great. Let's go ahead and go into the announcements for this week. (laughs) It's like you've attended. Yeah, I've been to church. (laughs) Um, 
you know, but like I, I always like shove that talent down or like I have something showed up on my Facebook memories today. A year ago, I picked up the guitar again and started like relearning some basic chords. Like, why don't we just utilize those gifts more? I don't know. I don't know. Why? 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 You know what it is? Uh, Kat and I were talking about this a couple weeks ago. She's playing the guitar and she's getting significantly better. Mm-hmm. I mean, rapidly. You know, you kind of learn some basic things and then off your own. I mean, she can play that cello song, you know, the Lady oh, Gaga, yeah. which of course I love. And <laughs> um, it's funny because when she's playing, if I'm in the other room, I start like jamming out, you know, like I'm like tapping my leg and I'm like, yeah, and I'm like, oh, I'm in a rock band, but I would, ne- I don't let her know that. And she, one day she's like, you know, I can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you know, no big deal. I just, you just know, feeling the beat. I'm like, you were, you were really going. It was, you were crushing it. It was good, you know. <laughs> and I don't, yeah. But it's funny because we started talking about like um, learning a new skill, and there's really two schools of thought on this, and uh, you know. Do you focus on the things that make you better? You know, it, learning something is always new. But yeah. like, if I know that I'm terrible at it, like I picking up a guitar, I am making a joyful noise to the Lord, and that's about the only person who's going to appreciate that. Got it. And I just know that the amount of time and effort it would take for me specifically with my skills to get from being like a two to a four is astronomical, as opposed to somebody who like cat is moving from, you know, picks up the guitar, she's like a natural five, and she's already at seven, and before you know it, she's going to be a nine or ten guitar hero, you know, and at least I get to enjoy so that. So I wonder how many people have that same mindset about anything that they're going out to learn. And I think, one, it has to be an underlying passion to want to start it or do it. Well, do, you, do you separate the difference between, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't mean to cut you off, but do you separate the difference between, you know, like skills for like creating a career, you know, because I see plenty of people who get into real estate and they're a two. Well, and that's, they really should get out because they're never going to be a two. But that's what I'm wondering. So, like, it, do we have to have some sort of natural ability? Is it better to have the natural ability, have somebody point it out to you and go in that direction? Or do you think people can have enough passion to, like, move forward in another way? Like, Nick's going to kill me for saying this right now. And I just want everyone to know that, like, I am madly in love with my husband. Yeah, he is happily married. so great. He has so many amazing talents and gifts. So many more than me. I'm talking about like if we were rating human beings on like a decency level, he'd be an 11. And I'm like a borderline <laughs> 6. You know what I mean? Like he's such a good person. But like he's kind of tone deaf. Like he can't sing. And he has said this before. And But he loves music. So like I've never seen him. Like he... Picked up a guitar like one time, I think learned a chord or two, and then has never picked one up again. So maybe the underlying passion isn't there, but if he really was like, that's it, I really want to get into music, could that be taught? Or does the fact that he didn't have a natural ability to sing to begin with, would that always hold him back? And is that translated into business? Well, I mean, in our last podcast, we talked about the parable of the talent. So I think everybody has talent and ability that they're innately born with. So let's talk about this. Do you know how to identify it? Do you? And like, so is real estate just one of those businesses? And I would love for people to chime in and tell me what other entrepreneurial businesses they feel like people fall into this category, right? Like other other businesses you get weeded out pretty quickly. Like if you go to try to be a doctor, you're going to find out pretty quickly somewhere throughout the process of getting, probably before med school, that like you weren't cut out for that, right? Right. 
Or if you are going to go into music, you're going to find out if Juilliard's taking you or not, right? So in real estate, it's got to be true that the reason there's so many inapt people joining the real estate business is because of the ease of getting into the business. But with that being said, I can't be head... I can't be hypocritical and say that I don't love that it was easy to get into the business because I feel like I don't know if that roadblock would have stopped me if it was harder um, three years ago. If it had cost more money or more time, I don't know if that's something I could have given to get in. By being harder, don't you think that by the definition of it, let's just say it is harder, but don't you think with your skill set, you would have more naturally fit in and gotten through that filter easier because of who you are? And being harder doesn't eliminate people like you. It pushes people through. Like my sister is a perfect example. Sarah, she's a doctor, OBGYN. And she went through school and, you know, she's just got a knack for that stuff. She worked really hard. But to your point, like medical school weeds people out real fast. Yeah. Real fast. But it didn't weed her out because she's... Like the tenacity, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Because like my thing was like, I think like... The reason that I was like, yeah, I'll give selling homes a try is not only because I had sold, you know, a million other products and my sister-in-law was like, hey, I think why don't you try to sell houses? I was like, okay. I think though, if it would have been harder to get my license, if it'll cost more money or if it would take it, if like, like I wasn't going back to school for two years. Like, I'll just tell you that right now. Going back to school was something that I kept doing because I felt like it was a society norm to go get a college degree and I was trying to live up to this like failed expectation that I didn't finish college and I saw all these people on social media who I went to school with who did go get their degrees and I don't even know what half of them do I don't even understand what people's jobs are at all but I knew that I needed to get a job so if real estate had been harder I don't know if I would have pushed through to go try it now with that being said once I became a realtor I was like damn I found my calling Mm -hmm. I am really good at this I'm awesome with people. I know how to negotiate for houses. I know how to make these deals happen on both sides. Like, And you're so humble. And I'm so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You know what? Sometimes you talk I'm about the talent so, of the gifts. I, you know that that stuff embarrasses the shit out of me too. Because, but so at the end of the day, it's like we never allow anybody to be like, I'm a really good singer. or I, like, I, I know For the what, record, I'm probably the only person on the planet Earth that could get away with that comment. Probably, especially if was, today. If that was Nick, no. I would have envisioned a sacrificial... <laughs> Depends on the day. Okay. Uh-huh. But it's so funny because like, I even know people who are phenomenal singers. I'm talking about like, um, like above American... Idol status, like natural born, blown away, Carrie Underwood, holy shit, you can sing. And they're like, oh, I mean, I just feel like I'm having an off day. And I just want to like shake them and be like, shut up. You know, so it's it's this very fine line between like bragging about your talents and then like undermining them because you think you have to be humble and then it's just annoying. Well, what about the self-awareness part? Where does that factor in? Like you, at some point you have to... You know, I do hate the people. What is self-awareness? Is it being authentic? I hate the people. Like, you watch those shows and you said, you know, American Idol or whatever. I hate those shows when they're, like, you know, one of the top 12 finalists or whatever. And they're like, oh, I did good. Like, oh, shucks. Who me? Oh, gosh. You think I'm good? Yeah. Fucking, you're good. You're on TV. Yeah, you're on TV and you made it past thousands and thousands of entries. Yeah. Idiot. You clearly don't (laughs) suck, you know? (laughs) Unless you're, like, the one dude who was the Asian dude that was, like, 
Oh yeah, she bangs. Which he even got a record deal. <laughs> yeah. So this I mean, spot this is problem. America. Yeah. If that's not the American dream, I don't know. But why. I mean, so you know, at some point you have to develop that self awareness and and know that you have confidence because I can't stand the people who don't. I, th- I find that well, so annoying. it's just like you eventually, I'm just curious if people really believe that or they think they have to be humble. Like it, it crosses that authenticity line that makes me like my mind boggle. Like either you really believe that you're not good, which in that matter, like I don't know if you've like ever heard yourself or own a mirror or whatever the thing might be, or you really do know that you're good and you're being like faux humble, which is like, I think worse. Oh yeah, the humble brag. Yeah, like, oh, shucks. Uh, who me? <laughs> yeah, I like insert eye roll here because it just is what it is. And I don't know, I'm sure I fall on the annoying timeline for people. I used to say that all the time. People either love me or they hate me. But the thing is, I've just grown in my confidence over the years and I just say it like it is and um, not to offend people or not to say that my mind can't be swayed or changed. I'm just real. Here's the things I think I'm good at. Here's the things I don't think I'm good at. And I mean, I genuinely like love when people compliment me on things that maybe I am really like shy well, and embarrassed too. People tell me I'm good at things and those are the things that I take away and I want to get better at. I want to double down on my strengths. So. I, I had a few people reach out to me this week and they were like, man, you sounded really good on Sunday. And because I sang this last Sunday at church and I was like, Wow, I was generally blown away by the time that they took the time out to reach out to me to say that. And because I do, for some reason, just like, I'm like, oh, I'm not like the best singer that we have. And I get really, I got nervous during one song because it was new and it really like, it really took a long, like a lot of vocal range that I don't feel like I naturally have. So, you know, it's easy to be very self-critical, right? So if what when do I start borderlining people being like, okay, idiot, like you know you can sing and like eye rolling me. <laughs> like me. <laughs> you can sing. I mean, I can yeah, I guess I can sing. You can sing. Sing a joyful make a joyful noise to the Lord. And I can sell houses really good. <laughs> yeah, me too. Most, and and I'm a good mom six out of seven days. Well, I mean. At least you feed your kids. That's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's like, I got through the day. You didn't, but you didn't die. But did you die? <laughs> but did you die? No. All right, guys. I love it. Um, I love it. I want to share, though, a couple of things that people posted yesterday when I told everybody that I was in a really bad mood. Okay. And I said, what do they do to... I saw a lot of wine. Yeah. I mean, well, I've been trying that. Um... So I said, what are favorite things to do to lift your mood? And I got walk in the sun, visit a friend, watch Netflix and eat popcorn, yoga. I do like the yoga thing. Like yoga is legit. Yeah, Kat does yoga. Um, singing she songs in She's my kitchen. Um, ice cream. I love ice cream. I could go get for some ice cream right now. Uh, <laughs> But I need to lose like three pounds. This one was my one of my favorites because it said blast music and bake. And yesterday I tried to bake chocolate chip cookies from scratch to make us feel better, which I'm normally really good at, and I botched them. I'm talking about like bitter, didn't bake right, I don't know what I did, not even edible, so I had to throw away cookie dough and baked cookies. Oh no. Because they were awful. Yeah. It was awful. 
It was not a good experience. It's like spilling a beer. So it made me feel super inadequate, like when I was in 11th grade chemistry. (laughs) Nobody made me feel more inadequate in my life than my 11th grade chemistry teacher. I almost blew up Stevenson High School. (laughs) (laughs) But that is a story for another day. So, and then people are like, you know, a lot of like, go outside, feel the warmth, have some gratitude, cuddle my dogs, drink a glass of wine, go to the gym. Um, You might just have allergies, go to bed. (laughs) So, um, I think encouraging words and talking to friends has to be like the top though. Like somebody wrote, I don't even have any advice, but I think you and your family are the coolest and I hope you get a good night's rest. And just something like a simple message like that to someone could just put a smile on their face. So, I feel better. You are the coolest. (laughs) Do you feel better? No, let's (laughs) kill somebody. All right, see you guys next week.